You ready to shine a light on mental health? Give me your keep going. I owed it to myself to finish the story. I was blown away. You feel it in your chest when he starts talking about his story. He had every opportunity to give it up. There's a brick wall in front of him. He just runs through it. That keep going moment. My keep going moment. That's my keep going moment. Let's keep going. Pat O'Malley coming in live from Roscoe, Illinois. This is episode 28. If I'm not mistaken, Rich, it's the Adrian Peterson episode. Ooh, you know what that means, right? That's greatness we, about to be unleashed. It's greatness. We got to get after it. We got to get Let's after it. it. The AP Let's episode. Do Let's do it. I'm super juiced up. Uh, we got Jess Penn in the building today and my co-host, Mr. Richard Jurgen. Rich, introduce yourself and we'll get Jess rolling. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, Pat. In place of our <clears throat> lovely and beloved but missed Luke Wheat, um, you know, I'm just a guy that, you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband. Um, an author, writer, speaker, all these things, right? But at the end of the day, I'm a man of character who operates out of his faith and everything that I do exemplifies integrity, honor, and courage. And so it's an honor to be here and serve um, and share what I have and also get to know um, our, co- our, our, our guests well, along with my co-host, Mr. O- Mr. O'Malley. Well, Rich, I appreciate you, man. And shout out to Luke Wheat. He's out there surfing in Australia right now, I believe. So (laughs) hopefully he's enjoying it. But before we get started, I have to shout out last week. If you haven't checked out the episode, Mm. my boy, Michael Sean, was fantastic. He did a great job. And not only that, but his network was fantastic. So if you haven't checked out episode 27, available on Apple and Spotify, and our Instagram page, Twitter, and blog at the KG Podcast. We wouldn't be possible without the following. And our guests, we made this a point to impact one person, and uh, hopefully we've done that so far. So without further ado, I do want to introduce Jess Hen. But before I do that, Rich, what did you do this week for your mental health? To be honest with you, man, this has been one of the best weeks that I've had with my mental health in a long time, simply because... You know, I've I've had a chance to be back out on the field this week. So um, Coach Sweeney has these amazing camps, and I had an opportunity to work at high school camp. And there was a young man out there. You could tell he probably – parents probably was like, hey, you need to go to camp and do something, you know, to get out of the house for the summer. And I said to him, I said um, – <clears throat> you're going to consistently go through these drills, but are you committed to getting better? And I had to ask myself that same question about my life and just about where I'm at with everything. And it's just, we're all consistent with trying to do things, but are we committed to actually seeing the progress from the process of taking the time to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not doing well right now. And I, and I did that for myself this week. And it just, it, it changed a lot about my thought process when I was like, man, I'm consistent, but am I committed to it? Um, and so that, that, that was the shift for me this week. No, beautiful, man. Well, well said, appreciate you turning on the jets and making that adjustment. Um, mine's a little bit more, uh, 
random, I guess. Um, yesterday, my girl was like, hey, I want to take you to one of my favorite places. Uh, she said, can I borrow your car and take you? I said, yes. So she jumped in the old Ford Escape and uh, she took me out to Devil's Lake in Wisconsin. Uh, we went on a nature <laughs> hike um, in one of her favorite places. And uh, I swear, uh, that girl is something else. But talk about something for my mental health where not only I got to be with my people, but in a beautiful environment, peaceful, and I felt great ever since. So shout out to my girl as always. But like, that was a great change of pace for me. All right, without further ado, Jess, what did you do this week for your mental health? So this week I tried something a little different. I'm not usually an outdoorsy person. Um, I like to be inside, comfortable, cool, not sweating, none of that. Um, I sat outside and I read a couple books. I think I read like three or four books this week, I think, because I have this issue where like I start reading it and I can't stop. So I read about three or four books this week and I just kind of turned my phone off, disconnected and was just like, I'm going to read and I'm just going to focus on that. I'm not going to go on social media. I'm not going to scroll. I'm not going to answer text messages like they can wait. Like I really need to prioritize just like sitting and taking some time for myself. I absolutely love that. We already got some great nuggets coming in. I, I love that. One, you got out of your comfort zone. Two, you got the opportunity to do something that made you feel better. And three, I feel like at this point, it's really hard to stay off of social media. So for you to kind of push a bad habit aside, challenge yourself and bring in a better new one, I love that. And we're 30 seconds in. I'm already hearing, Jess, you've made some big time changes in your life, which I love that. I love to hear that. Well, oh, yeah. let's get into it. Jess, I always go through my kind of script here, but today I want to keep it pretty open. Why are you on the podcast today? Introduce yourself. Tell the folks why you're here. So I'm Jess Hen. I went to high school with Pat and he was actually one of my biggest supporters when I did high school sports. So shout out. I know it's not easy going to a, a like watching basketball games like cheerleaders and all that kind of stuff so I was a cheerleader back in high school and that was that was my sport I still I don't do it anymore but I coach now so I'm on like the other side of it but um I listened to like one of the first two episodes and I messaged him and I was like oh my god this is awesome like I like what you guys stand for I feel like it's super important to talk to athletes about maybe the struggles that they went through back in when they did play sports, like when they were full blown into it. And if they still continue to do it now, it's still obviously really important. I feel like a lot of times people look at mental health and they think of it as like a bad thing. It's like, take a step back, think about it. Like it's definitely something that you need to shine a light on. Cause sometimes like if you are in a bad space, it can ruin the sport for you. So it's one of those things where it's like, listen, take a step back. And that's kind of what I did. And I was like, wow, like, I really like this. I was like, that's kind of cool. So when I reached out, I wasn't really expecting to be on it. Cause I was like, first of all, I haven't cheered <laughs> since high school. I almost cheered in college. I wanted to, but I was like, mm, it's probably not for me. Like, I don't know if I can commit to that. Like I'm going to a new school, new state, new place. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. I was going by myself. So I was like, I need to branch out in other ways, but once I graduated, I got a degree in criminal justice, got a job, hated it. <laughs> and I got an opportunity to work at my local YMCA. And we just opened a gymnastics and tumbling department. And I was just like, 
part-time coaching, doing just something on the side with my full-time job. And then my boss comes up to me and she's like, Hey, like, we're actually looking for someone to run our dance and cheer department. Like, are you interested? And I was like, you know, I didn't go to school for that. Right. Like I did it like my whole life. I'm like, I participated in it. Like, I mean, I danced a little bit in college, like for our like fraternity and sorority stuff. But like, I was like, I didn't, I don't have a background like that in it. And she's like, no, like, that's perfect. Like you did it. This is the kind of people that we want. So I quit my full-time job <laughs> with my degree. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for it. And it was like, probably one of the best things I did for like thinking back on it, like my mental health. I was drowning at my other job. It was just like kind of toxic. Um, I was working at a, like a work release detention facility. And I was only 21 at the time. So I was like, this probably isn't the best place for me. Like, I don't think it's going to end up being good. So I just bit the bullet and I did it. And then obviously a couple of months later, cause this was in 2019, a couple of months later, COVID happened and me and my best friend, Hannah, shout out Hannah Best. <laughs> um, she- Love a free shout out. Yeah, yep. here we go. <laughs> we were sitting at home working, which we were blessed to be able to work from home with like the job that we had. And we actually started from the ground up to competitive teams. I started a competitive cheer team and she started a competitive gymnastics team. And we just kind of sat there and everything that we experienced in high school or club sports or anything like that, anything that we experienced that we didn't necessarily like or something that we wanted to change, we were able to implement into our program. So it was like super awesome. And then I became close with like another girl who I still coach with to this day because Hannah was a gymnast, like great, all that. Um, and we started working on cheer stuff and her name's Kennedy too. So there's another free thank shout you, out. Thank you. Shout them out. Um, she, her and I like sat down, like I came up with a bunch of stuff and I was like, Hey, like you were really big into cheer in Indiana, like Indiana cheer and Illinois cheer are like, we're literally really close to each other, but like they're two completely different things. And she's like, yes, they are. So we kind of sat down and put all of our ideas together. And then we kind of came up with our little all-star cheer team out of our local wide. So now we're on season four. We just, um, had our parent meeting yesterday actually so we just welcomed all of our new athletes and now we're just kind of making changes every year you know trying to make it as good as we can for all of our girls and all of our athletes all of our parents and us ourselves too because like sometimes we think of things that we went through in high school and we're like well I don't really like that like let's change it so that way we can make people feel more comfortable or we can get more people to want to try it Gosh, I, there's so much good here already. I don't even know where to start. So I'm going to do my best and I'm going to pass it to Rich. One, like a lot of our guests, Jess is super modest. She not only was a cheerleader, but you tried other sports in high school. You were fantastic. Not only that, I could care less how great you were at sports. You were a great person. It was easy to support you. And my friends always felt that way. So that's why we we're always in the same circle. And that's why you're on the podcast today, still supporting us. I think you listened to probably Rich's episode in the beginning. So it's crazy yep. that Rich is on here. So yeah. I think that's awesome. Even 10 years later, you're still that servant leader. You're still looking to help others. And there's so much good here. And I love it. The last thing I'm going to pass, uh, pass it over to Rich is the fact that you weren't scared to make a play. You realize that your current job or jobs prior 
weren't filling your cup. They weren't what you expected. Instead of waking up every day and doing something you didn't love that didn't impact people, you made a play and look at it now. I mean, it's just an amazing thing. So I want you as our guest today to look back and realize how far you've come and how great you are doing. That's amazing stuff. Rich, go ahead. Man, Pat, you, you just threw me an alley like you always do. So what you've been getting at and what you've been talking about is your process, right? Like we're seeing the tip of your iceberg now. We're seeing the fruits of your labor of taking the chance at something that you were once committed to as an athlete. And you said, I didn't have the education to put me in the position, right? So like, even though you might not have felt like you were qualified to do what you're doing, you were called to do it. So like that process of accepting your calling and accepting like walking away from something that wasn't serving you well, like walk us through that. Like mentally, like what were, what are some of those, um, what are some of those areas in your life that were challenged during that process? So the big thing is I moved to um, Northwest Indiana probably like five or six years ago now. So when I moved out here, all I had at the time was my fiance, now my husband. And so it was just like, I didn't really have anybody. And I was really big on in high school. Like I was always with friends and college too. Like I was always surrounded by like a bunch of people and moving and like my family as well. And moving out here, I didn't really have that. So like once I started at my previous full-time job, I had made all these amazing friends and I was like, I don't want to leave them. Like I can't start over for like the third time. I'm like, that's scary. Mm. So I sat down with one of my friends and I was sitting in her office and I was bawling my eyes out. And she's like, why are you crying? She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I just, I'm not happy. And she's like, mm. she's like, well, what's, what's gonna make you happy? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I really like my part-time job. They just offered me something full-time, but like, I just spent all this money on a degree. Like I just spent all this time in college, like doing something, working towards a goal. And now I'm just going to like, it almost felt like I was just going to throw it away. And she was like, well, she's like, if you're happy there, if you're waking up every day, like, like you said, like, just not happy. I was like, I was waking up struggling. I was like, I don't want to go to work. Like I loved seeing the people, like my coworkers, but like the actual job itself was just a lot. So like, I would come home and I was just like drained. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to cook. I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to clean. I didn't want to, I really didn't want to do anything. So she told me, she's like, you know what? Like if you got this opportunity, you were honest with them and told them, like you said, like the education, I had the experience. Absolutely. I could coach. Like I've coached in the past. Like I've did that, but I was like, I've never had the experience of helping somebody run something or and I mean, like, I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but like creating something from the ground up, I was like, I do not have experience doing that. I'm like, I am creative. Yes. When someone throws me a bone, but like, I can't start something from the beginning. So she had just told me, she's like, you know what? Just try it. She's like, we're still going to be your friends. We're still going to be here for you. But she's like, you don't have to worry about that. She's like, just because you're not working here doesn't mean like, oh, you don't work here anymore. Like we can't be friends. Like that's just, that was something that was in the back of my mind. And luckily I did. And the two stood up in my wedding. So it's like, they were right. 
because I mean, it is easy, like when you don't see somebody every day at work to like the, lose the connection and like lose the friendship. So it was really nice to know that we were all able to still put in the effort, the little extra effort since we didn't see each other every day. Like we all had our own lives. We all had our own relationships. Like it was really easy for us to kind of drift apart, especially since we didn't see each other every day, but they really made it a point to tell me like, do it, take the leap. We'll still be here. And they're like, and if worse comes to worse, we will fight to help you get your job back. (laughs) I was like, like, okay. I was like, that's great. But I mean, luckily I didn't have to do that. They still, sometimes we still joke around. They're like, are you going to come back? Like, are you, did you change your mind? And I was like, no, like, I do love it. Like, I love everything I do. I love the flexibility behind it. Like, I love being able to support my athletes the way that my coaches and like my friends supported me growing up. So I was like, I'm going to stay here, but they still come to my stuff. Like they'll support me. They'll ask me stuff. They'll swipe up on my stories when I'm at events and competitions and they'll ask how they did, even though they might not really know what's going on, but they'll be like, how'd they do? And if I tell them good, they know that they don't really know more to ask questions, but it's nice to know that they care and they're still on my side, even though we might not be in the same place anymore. I, I love a lot of that rich. And I think that was a fantastic question. And I'll stay on it for a little bit and I'll segue, but knowing when you took that leap that your supporting cast, your support group would be there, not only as a safety vest, but as a trampoline. I think I use that analogy all the time because you can have people that make you feel safe, but they can keep you in a place, right? And I think people are like, they care. They keep me here. We're perfectly fine here. I like the friends that say, if you fail, I got you. If you stay, I'll push you. And if you take that leap, I'll go with you. And I think that's strong, Jess. I think that's real strong. So love that. The supporting groups got you. Mm-hmm. You have this awesome opportunity now. For our listeners, there were probably more things that went into your happiness now. Tell us what else is making you smile. Because you have not stopped smiling since you jumped on there. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot. My Well, life- hey. The good news is I didn't give you a time cap. So let me hear it. That's true. There's, I mean, in the last like year, we, so last year, last season, my cheer team went from the past two years, we had one cheer team. We were only able to accommodate one group, like one age group. And it was huge. It was six to 15 year olds. And you look at that age group and you're like, you have a 15 year old cheering with a six year old or a seven year old. Yes, we did. <laughs> so that was crazy. And then we went from last season, our season three, we ended up having three teams. And we had a group of middle school and high schoolers. My, we called them our senior queens. Um, and then we had our youth girls. And then we had our minis, our little ones that were five to eight. So we were able to go from one team to three. I, So that was just like a lot. That was a huge change. And then we ended up making it to Florida. That was actually the picture that I sent. That was when we got a bid to go to Florida. We got an at-large bid. So we got like money knocked off and we were basically like almost like invited, I guess you can say, Mm -hmm. to go compete in Florida, I guess, against the best of the best. So for our girls first year, um, our first year seniors that we had that team going to first year, that was our goal, obviously to go to Florida, but 
I mean, as a cheerleader, a lot of the girls look at it and they're like, that's my goal. Like I want to go there, but it's hard to get there. It's expensive. And it's also just like, it's stressful. Like when you get there, you're like, you're going up against the people that you see on now, like Instagram, TikTok, and all of that. Like you see all those, like you have the potential to run into those girls there. And you're like, I'm going to be competing against someone like that. Like I am not good enough. So it was, it was a struggle for sure. But it was nice to have that group of girls who wanted to explore that and do that. And then I got married, got, I have a baby on the way. So it's like, there's a lot, there's a lot happening in the year. And then we just had obviously our second set or our fourth year's cheer tryout. So we just had our other team. We have three teams again this year. So it's like, there's a lot, there's a lot of good things happening. There's a lot of super positive things happening, but it's like crazy to wrap your finger around that like, this is my life. Like I would not have expected this. I would not have expected this. If you would have asked me my senior year of high school, like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? This It wasn't this, Jess. It wasn't Jess. It wasn't this. No, this was not, this would not have been my answer. I would have been like, I don't know, probably still living at home, like still living under my parents' roof, like still asking their permission for everything. I mean, which I still do. And I don't even live at home anymore. I haven't for five years, but like, I still call my parents for everything. I'm like, I would have expected to still be doing that. Like dating, like this was not, this is not my 10 year plan. If I had one, this for sure, if I were to pull something out from high school, this was not my 10 year plan. I mean, I'm glad it turned out this way, but Rich, I'm going to have you ask her the question we ask every week here in about two seconds. But yeah. I think sometimes I think sometimes here, doors are going to be opened, but we don't get to dictate mm. when they will be, right? Mm. right? I think a lot of times we put down a goal and we say, in three years, I'm going to be here. Five years, mm. I'm going to be there. And we get so pigeonholed and tunnel vision in that dream. Mm. But it's hilarious. You know, I wrote down on my dream board a couple of years ago, 2020, that I would have a nonprofit. I just wrote it down that I'd have a nonprofit. I never thought it would be this. You know, for your example, you never thought it would be a marriage. You never thought it'd be a baby on the way. You never thought it'd be this career. Look at all those open doors now for you. You got to be so proud of that. Rich, chime in and ask her that money question for me. Man, listen, there has definitely been a promise attached to each and every one of our lives that we have no idea. And that promise, what connects us to it is our purpose. And so now that you've accepted your purpose, as opposed to just your potential, because a lot of us know we have potential inside of us, but we never turn that potential into actual purpose. Now that you've gone through that process, and you've gotten to the promises, what is it that's gonna keep you going? Like, give me a moment in your time that you've probably wanted to stop most recently or gonna wanna stop and let's keep going. Give me, walk us through that. So when I started cheering in high school, somebody told me nothing is permanent. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, it can kind of be scary depending on like the type of person you are and like the, the way that you do things. But it's also kind of one of those things where it's like a keep pushing. Like if for me, like I was an alternate when I was in high school for my cheer team 
And I was like, okay, like, yeah, it sucks. Like I'm not out there with my best friends, but I still am supporting them from the sideline. And if like, God forbid anything happens, like they know I have their back and I will jump in and help them. So it kind of almost made me want to push harder to get something to make it that following year. And then once I graduated, I still kind of thought about that. Like nothing is permanent. So it was like, if I didn't like something, it was like, keep working, keep focusing on there is something else, or it might not be perfect right now, or it might not be something in your cards right now. But if you keep pushing, you can change it. Like it is possible, nothing. And now I kind of still think about that. I'm like, it's not permanent. There is always an opportunity to change something. And I kind of still tell my athletes that like when we ever have to change a position in a routine, or if somebody gets hurt, or if we have to change somebody for like the safety of another athlete, I tell them like, don't worry, nothing is permanent. Like, and it can seem scary, kind of like they're, she's taking something from me or they're taking something with me. And I kind of remind them, I'm like, that doesn't mean I'm taking it from you. It's just right now, it's just not in your cards. Like right now, yeah. you're, not meant, you're right now, you're not meant to do that. Like maybe in the next couple of months, maybe you'll change something or maybe you'll decide to yourself, like maybe I'll try a little bit harder. Maybe I'll hit the gym or maybe I will start stretching more so that way I can switch spots or instead of being like in the back, right, I can be like top, right. So that way, because cheers, a lot of like different spots and formations and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of something once I heard that in high school, once somebody said like, nothing is permanent, I was like, you know what? I like that. And I like looking back on it now, like after like talking with you guys today, like, I mean, that's how my job was. Like, it wasn't permanent. Like it, it was good at the time, but then something better came along that was going to push me a little bit harder. It was going to make me feel better. So I was like, okay, this is my permanent right now. Like this is my spot. Like this is where I belong right now. If in five years from now, that's not where I'm, if I'm not here five years from now, like if I'm doing something else, like if I just did another complete career change, then that's where I'm supposed to be. Like, that's where I'm meant to be. But nothing is permanent. It's great. I completely Mm. agree. I'm taking so much out of this right now myself. I know know our listeners are going to feel the same. It it comes back to the ultimate battle with yourself and being where your feet are. Because I wholeheartedly believe at 28 years old now that I'm right where I should be. I Mm. think Rich feels the same way from you preaching right now, (laughs) Jess. We're all in the same wavelength right now. And that's why Rich, being a professional keynote speaker, is going, yup, yup, right now on Zoom, because we're all on that line. Rich, I'm going to let Jess skate. You have anything else to say to her before we wrap up? Jess, I speak to you directly as someone who I've been in a lot of those positions you're talking about as far as, like, going to school, getting two and a half degrees, coming out of school, taking a job, teaching. Back in my old high school, never thought I'd be doing it. Thought I was supposed to be in the NFL, making 20 grand a year. But that's not the money, right? It was the purpose attached to why I was there, right? And educating young students, right? From the perspective of someone who wasn't too farly removed from Mm -hmm. where they're trying to get to. And so I realized, as opposed to me trying to be the person that's always walking through the door, mm-hmm. I had to become the person open doors. So I continue to prophesy to you, to say to you that you're a door opener and a gatekeeper. And so as long as you're doing those things, 
you're in a you're in alignment with your purpose and you're gonna go very far. Thank you. I love that. Well, I definitely I definitely agree. And just I will let you get out of here. I know you do have some things going on on this Sunday. Yeah. Tell our listeners who are going to be super impacted. We have thousands of people that listen. Tell them where they can find you. And if you have anything else you're doing that you want to share. Um, nothing too exciting. So I don't have too much, but um, I am on social media. Hen, Jess, um, I think it's on like the podcast website and the, or on the Instagram. See, I'm not a very big social media person, so I'm not the best at that. And then you can also follow um, my cheer team at southlake.fusion.cheer um, and kind of watch our season this year. As we like to call it, we build our kingdom and we kind of continue moving forward. So I'm really excited for what is coming. So if you guys want to follow along and see kind of where we end up this year, whether it's Florida or as some of our parents, for some reason, they want to go to Branson, Missouri this year for a nationals, then that's where it's going to take us. So I, if you want Jess, to follow along that. journey. <laughs> no, and I appreciate that. I love that building your kingdom and, and yep. not only that, but bringing good people along the way to help build and keep going. I think that's to a T what we try to do on this podcast. So do me a favor. Let me know your schedule. I'd love to come watch your team compete. I think that would Absolutely. be awesome. And um, besides that, Jess, it's been great catching up with you. Yeah, it absolutely. is amazing to call you a friend still after all these years. And uh, I love you, girl. I know you're doing big things. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks. Love you too, Pat. Bye, guys. Awesome. Have a good one. Awesome. You too, Jess. Take it easy. Bye. All right. All right. Perfect. Oh. Bro, that was some good stuff on a Sunday. Right? I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what just happened, but I know something just broke in the spirit and just happened. Like she is different. Like she's different. Like I don't I've like that was what she just said about the whole permanent situation. I'm still my mind is still I I have not heard it broken down that way. No. I, that no I, I agree. I agree. I thought that was super strong. Um, shout out to Jess. Obviously, she's just a good person, right? Like, just a good person. I think that's what we want to do. And that's why we keep bringing on great guests on the pod. And it's funny, Rich, that she got inspired by your episode. How funny is that? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, she, I'm like, you, I mean, last week, this, I mean, like, bro, like, you keep knocking them out of the park, Pat. Like, you are, you are literally, I, I don't know, bro. I'm just glad God sent you to me, bro. And that I've gotten the chance to know you for the past two years now. Like, I'm just oh. blessed. I'm oh, blessed. it's all blessed, bro. And I'm glad that you got the opportunity to jump on and be a part of this today. Like I said, I feel the same way about you, bro. And uh, what yeah. I want to do is I want to wrap up with a couple different things. And yeah. This is a first for me on this pod, but I, I wanted to go into it. So this week we had a tragedy and it wasn't in my direct community, but mm. it was from one of our listeners, one of our former guests reached out to me and said how impacted she was by this. So I really hope I'm pronouncing the last name correctly, but I want to make sure this episode is in memory of Ava Patet. And I really hope that last name is pronounced correctly. 
if it isn't Ava P and your family. Ava, unfortunately, over the last week, took her life. Um, she was a happy girl, a young girl, and someone that impacted a lot of people in a positive light. And the message I want to share today, as candid and transparent as I can, you truly never know what someone's going through. Um, she was described by friends as smiley, energetic, bubbly, someone that people love to be around. So I guess what I want to touch on is prayers and thoughts go out to Ava and her family and her community. Um, I hope everything is okay. And for our listeners, reach out. Life is so very fragile. And if you are someone that is going through it personally, or you know someone going through it, it could be the matter of keep going or not keep going. So I just wanted to touch on that rich i know we didn't touch about that prior anything yeah. on that man pat you know what i'm i'm one of those that um again like i said before we even started recording i normally try to say what's what's best going to fit this situation and not go against the belief system but i want to challenge something right here right as someone who Personally, when you think about suicide and you think about all of the things leading up to it, that fear factor, right? Versus like faith, right? Like, you know, I don't know how it took place, right? I don't know the, the intricate details behind the situation. But all I could think about right now is when you're in the gravity of the moment of committing the act, I think right then and there, right? Like you've made a choice, you've made a decision and you've committed to something, but consistently internally, you've been dealing with this condition and your circumstances to everybody else might look like, oh, he's doing great, she's doing great. But internally that condition that no one knows about, that's what bothers me is that we don't know the answer to the condition. We know the circumstance was, oh, she was great. She was smiling. She was, but we don't have the answer. And the conclusion now is she's not with us to give us that answer. And that's yeah. where I'm stuck and I'm hung up. And, and, and as selfish as it might sound, right? Like thoughts and prayers go out to those who are seeking understanding behind this because we'll never truly understand the gravity of her moment. We won't. No. We we no. just won't. Yeah. And so it's, you know, that's that's where I'm at with it. That's what immediately comes yeah. to my mind. Yeah. And for our listeners, I think it's a reminder that once I, I said this already, but it's one day at a time. You don't know what people are going through. So the reminder to be kind and love with everything that we do has never been more important. And the second thing, if you know that you're going through this kind of stuff, or if you have a friend or family member that you maybe haven't checked on in a while and maybe they're starting to show some signs. Be that light. I can't stretch it enough and talk about this. I promise you it gets easier. I promise you. So I want to touch on one more thing and then I'm going to have Rich wrap us up with some wisdom here. It is the shout out. It is the start of Gay Pride Month around the world. I know we have mm -hmm. athletes all across the country showing love and doing that good stuff. So I'm not here to tell people what to believe in and 
all that good stuff. But that celebration is going on right now. So I want to shout out all of our past guests and people in my life that have made a huge impact in uh, shining their light and celebrating and having a great month of June. Rich, before I wrap up today, I know I put you on the spot for the second straight week. Give the listeners some wisdom around. Here's what I got, right? And I'll say this, utilize your misery and find the ministry in it, right? Like no matter what you may be going through, no matter what you may believe, no matter what traumas, what trials, what tribulations, start thinking of it as it's happening for me so I could use it to impact somebody. And that is, that's going to separate, you know, the talk from the walk. So that's what I got. What's the lesson in this? What's the blessing in this? Come on. Thank you, Johnson. Rich, as always, brother, I appreciate you jumping on. I appreciate Jess coming out as a guest. I appreciate how great Luke yeah. looked in that swimsuit that he was rocking out on the surf waters. And uh, yes, keep going, my boy. I love you, and I'll see you next week. I love you. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. Yes. Guess who, guess who, guess who sees you this week? You forgot to mention to the listeners that we're going to finally meet each other after a year and a half. This I'm about to say, Rich, you, you're about to shake the world and break the surprise on them already, huh? Yeah, I got, we got a the <laughs> world must know that Pat O'Malley and Richard Jurgen are going to be live for next week's pod. We might have to go insta That's live wild. for a little bit and let I'm the people. I'm actually gonna see this guy. I've, I've, I, you have no idea, Pat. I'm excited, bro. Bro, I'm, excited. I'm blessed, and I hope you have safe travels coming out. And I'm excited to meet you, my boy. And uh, you have a great rest of your holy Sunday. All right. You too, brother. I'll see you yeah. soon. Love you, bro. Talk to you soon. Peace.